0: Hi and welcome back. Today I'm so excited to talk about quantum healing part two. If you get a chance to look at quantum healing part one, I pull apart what it visually looks like when I'm helping somebody to heal a block that they're having in their heart-centered business. So if you get a chance, take a peek at that. Today, what we're gonna do is actually go through a case study of what quantum healing looked like and felt like for, um, a heart center business entrepreneur. And I'm going to introduce her today because I'm super, super excited. So her name is Summer Rose and I'm going to let her fill you in on the magic that she provides for people in their homes. Summer.
1: Hi Candy. Thanks for having me. I'm a professional organizer and the founder of Star Organizers, and I help people declutter their homes and offices and make their spaces more beautiful, functional, and have less stress.
0: Awesome. And just a a nice little plug, how would they get in touch with you? Because I'm sure, I'm really confident that they're going to want to um, get in touch with you to help them heal their environment.
1: Absolutely. They can find me at starorganizers.com or email me at summer at star Organizers with an S at the end.com.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Summer. So Summer and I had the pleasure of um, getting to know each other. I believe it was in June of 2005. So we've kind of had a long um, connection and I've watched her um, grow into this beautiful business and help other people. And so one of my top values is environment. And I wasn't doing that. I wasn't honoring and respecting my environment in a way that would help to be conducive for my business. So I thought it was time to get busy (laughs) and summer had been in my home before and helped me to get organized. So I made a decision to change my office and summer was an integral part in switching this out. How do you think it went Summer?
1: Oh, now you have such a beautiful office space. Before you were in a really tiny room that just felt very cluttered. There was too much in there, too much furniture, too many papers, too much going on. And now you're in a much larger space. You have room to spread out and you have room to grow and you have room for different areas that are important to you. Like you have your meditation area now, you have your bookshelves, you have everything you need in your office.
0: And Summer made all that happen. I I don't have a particularly organized mind. And Summer, I mean, she was so incredible. She helped me with my computer because I have some computer challenges. So she made sure my computer was hooked up. So she did things that went above and beyond what I even invited her to do so that I would be set up to win when she left. And she can see today, since she left, I've actually even had my office painted and a huge drywall painted on my, um, is that what it's called? Not a dry, what's that called? Uh, Dry erase board. Dry erase board. So I had that painted onto my wall because my mind is super creative and it helps me to flow. So summer helped all of that happen. And when I looked up, I wanted to look up an email so that I could introduce her properly. And as I looked that up, I saw what I wrote to her and I wrote to her that as of uh, like a couple weeks after she left, I had had the highest earning that I had have ever made in my life in by February 4th. So from January 1st to February 4th, I had my highest earning in my business in that short amount of time. Once I gave, gave myself the space and was a little bit more organized and I forgot that I even emailed you that. So I wanted to make sure I put that in there because it is really important to honor your values and to move forward and take action. So today we're going back to the quantum healing process. Summer has had in the past a bit of a challenge. She goes into everybody's homes. That's her business. And she has an, allergy to oils or she had an allergy to oils. So Summer, I want you to talk about how that impacted your life and your business and what like was the symptomology that you were having.
1: Absolutely. It was a real struggle. So many of my clients were big fans of essential oils, and I know that they've done wonders for a lot of people, and they've had a lot of healing effects on some people, but for some people like myself, they had a lot of detrimental effects. I always felt like I couldn't breathe, my throat would close up, I would almost have to go to the hospital, it terrified me and felt like I was dying. I really couldn't breathe around them, whether they were in a diffuser or just the bottle was sitting there or somebody opened it or somebody was wearing it. And so it was a struggle because I go into different people's homes all the time and I don't always know what I'm gonna find. And if they're a user of oils, I would always have to ask that question and ask them to refrain from using it for about a week before I came. But sometimes people would call me last minute and want me to come tomorrow and if they had been using oils in their home the day before, it was very difficult for me to breathe inside their home while I'm organizing and
0: helping them with their space. <clears throat> so, that's that really became a challenge, is that true? Yeah, absolutely. But I've really liked everything that you were saying about that because um, so so tell me what things have you tried to help you with that uh, allergy?
1: Well, I always carry a mask everywhere I go and I always had that on me. And sometimes that would help a little bit, but it was really challenging still to breathe. Even with the mask, I would open windows. I would try to go outside, get fresh air, take deep breaths.
0: So when summer was in my home, there was one room that I used essential oils the most, and it was my office, which was small. So when she was in there, she was fully masked. All the windows were open upstairs for a whole day, really. And it was the middle of winter. So it also, I imagine you could get a bit cold um, with windows open as you're organizing as well. So so tell me, um, were you able to find a solution in the past?
1: No. Okay.
0: So what can you talk a little bit about what happened while you were here and what some of the, what made you make the decision to release that block basically in your business?
1: Well, once you told me you knew the reason why I had this allergy to oils, then I thought about it. And I thought that that was very interesting and I didn't really know how you knew or didn't really understand how you knew. And Then I asked you, okay, so now that you know the reason, what do we do with this information? Is there any way to cure this or fix it or reverse it, clear it? What do I do now that I know the reason behind it? And you said, yeah, of course, that's what I do. That's absolutely what I can help you with. And I said, okay, well, I have nothing to lose, so I might as well give it a shot. And honestly, I was really skeptical about it. I kind of figured 50-50 it would work. I really didn't know if I believed it would work. But I figured what's the worst thing that can happen is I waste a half an hour of my life with you trying. So I knew I had to try.
0: Oh, excellent. And so tell me what the process felt like on your end. It was
1: really simple for me. I just sat there while you asked questions and while you talked to me and while you channeled people from my past life or my past lives. And I just kind of sat there and breathed and I started coughing a lot during this process, which was really interesting. And you said, that's a great sign. That's how you know it's working. And I was just coughing a ton for like an hour. And I was getting it all out of my system is what you told me. And it felt really congruent that that's what was happening.
0: So I want full disclosure on this. First of all, is it okay to tell the viewers, um, and we can edit this out if, if it isn't, what I saw and what the challenge was for you? Sure. Okay. So this is a while ago. I'm embarrassed to admit, and this is something I want all of us as business owners to identify with. If you have a way to help people, don't hesitate. I saw this a little while ago in Summer's Energy because I've known Summer and I've, you know, she's been in my home helping with the home organization and I saw where the allergy was, but I was embarrassed to say because I thought she'd think I was crazy (laughs) and I really liked her. So I didn't want that to happen. But what I saw for her was there was a past life, and I believe it was in Egypt and or somewhere in the Middle East. And what she did for a living, she was a man and she embalmed bodies. Her family was well known for that. She inherited the business and it was a must. It wasn't like it was an option that she did embalming. So she did the mummification process. I could see her knowing, and there's different oils and different uh, cloths that you used in the embalming. And I did see a show on this a long time ago and it really resonated. What that was doing for her was triggering a time in her life because smell is our highest memory function, meaning you can remember the smell of grandma's cookies, but can you remember grandma's voice? Probably not unless she was a musician and recorded her voice and you can still hear it today. But if you smell grandma's cookies coming out of that oven, you know that recipe. So what I saw in her energy field was this past life that was causing her to feel and associate death as well. So the oils and the association of her lifetime just kind of shut her system down. And so that's what I saw happening. I have to be honest, I've never released a block like this before, but I do believe in what I do. So this is kind of a new thing for me, but I believe that it could help because I could see it so distinctly. So when she said yes, what we did is we went back as we were talking in quantum physics or quantum healing in the last episode, we went back to a piece of film in her life. So if you could imagine summer's all of her lifetimes and whether you believe it or not, I think it's okay because just imagine this is a long reel, like a reel of film, you know, with the little corrugated dots and on the top and on the bottom and each negative on the film has a little square. And so what we did is we kind of reverse that film to that moment in time where she was having the negative association. And we went in and we pulled it out like a dandelion. And what we put in the place of that was health, was being able to breathe and being able to not acknowledge that part of the memory that was no longer serving her Her block. And so basically she was doing yoga breaths and she was coughing and it was kind of bringing this out of her energy field. Because energy fields are real and we were able to keep all of the learnings that happened in that lifetime intact while releasing the negative that was no longer supporting her so tell me what happened afterwards like what was the very next thing that you started to notice that evening or the next day
1: so we did this at about 11 o'clock at night and I was still coughing a lot after this happened and my throat was really bothering me and it was pretty uncomfortable. And We continued organizing for a few more hours and you told me that it would take about a couple hours For it to totally work and be cleared and for everything to get through my body So after a couple hours, I decided you know what it's late. I don't really want to test it right now I don't think I'm ready, so I'll go to sleep Let it work through me while I'm sleeping and then we'll test it in the morning well in the morning when I got up about 7 a.m. I felt like I could barely speak. You know, when your throat is really dry and you can't talk and my throat really hurt and I was very uncomfortable. I tried drinking room temperature water, warm water, hot water. I tried eating and my throat really still hurt a lot and I was coughing a lot. So I knew that it wasn't done and it still needed to move through me. So I decided let's wait until later on in the day for me to test this because it's not done yet. It's not ready yet. So I knew I had to catch a train about eight o'clock. So about seven o'clock at night, I figured, all right, it's now or never got to test this while I'm here. Let's just see if it worked. So I opened the door to your old office. And that was a room in which we had opened the door the last few days before and I could smell it down the hallway. I could feel the oils. I could smell it. I couldn't breathe. It was awful. And this time I opened the door and I walked right into the room and I couldn't smell anything and I needed to put some things away in the closet there. And it was so strange to me because I could breathe in that room and the window wasn't open. And so I stayed in that room for about 20 minutes trying to breathe and I took some deep breaths and I was trying to sniff around and I really couldn't smell anything and I couldn't feel anything in my throat. And it was such a strange feeling because I knew that the day before I really couldn't even open the door to that room, let alone stand inside it.
0: And also I noticed you didn't wear your mask at all.
1: Yeah. I w I wasn't wearing my mask because I wanted to test it without the mask.
0: Mm -hmm. That was so cool. So how moving forward from that moment, what were your, well, in that moment, what were your thoughts? Like, is this real? Like, tell me, tell me what you were thinking.
1: I was just amazed that it seemed to have worked. I wasn't quite ready to open the drawer that contained all of your oils and to open the bottles of oils. And I wasn't super comfortable in that room. I wouldn't have wanted to sleep in that room or stay in that room for a really long time, but I didn't feel the need to immediately get out and run away.
0: <laughs> or to open up all the windows. Like there were no windows open. Yeah. Like, like it was a completely for me, like watching you in this moment or in that moment was completely different. I was, I was kind of shocked to be honest, because remember I hadn't done physical healing. I usually do a block that's kind of blocking somebody's business that's in their energy field, but this being physical, it was different for me. So, um, I kind of like being able to explain this because this is such ethereal work, but in this particular situation, it gave a real concrete result that we can see. So tell me what your life has been like since that moment, moment moving forward.
1: Well, I went to a restaurant that I go to every week for a meeting and I used to not be able to smell the soap in that restaurant. I hated the scent of this soap. And so I'd always bring my own Purell because I dreaded washing my hands in that restroom. And that morning I tried the soap and it was just fine. And I thought that was really strange because for four years I had been going to the same restaurant and I could never smell or breathe that, sm- that soap in. And then about a week later, I went to a friend's house to make them dinner. And I noticed that they had the tiny essential oils bottles in the living room sitting on the bookshelf And I hadn't asked them to put them away before I arrived But I didn't mention them the whole night and then at the end of the night after I'd been there for several hours I said hey, I have to ask you a question When's the last time you opened these oils and you put them in your diffuser and he said last night and I was shocked because there's no way that I could have been able to breathe in that apartment if those had been opened the night before and diffused nonetheless. And so I said, okay, I need to test this out and do an experiment. So I walked over to the door and he was about 50 feet away in the living room. And I said, I need you to open one of those essential oils bottles. Because in the past, if anyone had opened them, I wouldn't, be able to breathe. I would have to leave immediately. So I was boots on, coat on, ready to walk out just in case I had to. <laughs> and he opened them and I couldn't smell them. And I was shocked. Wow. So then I started coming closer and I was really hesitant, but I knew I had to test it. And he opened about six or seven of these little bottles. And then I put my nose right into them to try <sighs> to smell them. And there were two of them that I could smell, but it wasn't really bothering me. I didn't like the smell of them, but it was kind of like if you smell the perfume, you just didn't prefer. And so I didn't like those. And the other ones, I couldn't even smell at all. And they were lavender and orange and all these scents that I knew previously. If you open that bottle near me, I felt like I was going to die.
0: Oh, my goodness. So you really feel... I don't know if cured is the right word, but you feel like this has made a difference and so far you haven't had any reactions to the oils. It's
1: absolutely made a difference. I wouldn't start using them on my own body. I don't feel the need to, but at least now I know I can go into somebody else's home, whether it's a client or a friend, and not be terrified of my throat closing up because they have oils in their home.
0: How, what kind of a difference do you think this is going to make in your business?
1: Oh, it's such a massive difference. I had one client who that was their business. They sold essential oils. I've actually had several clients where that was their business. And so they had so many rooms in their house that reeked of oils. And I wanted to help them declutter their space so badly. And I wanted to support them. But it felt like helping them was killing me. And it was very, very uncomfortable and difficult to breathe in there. It was very painful.
0: So could you tell people, is it worth taking the time to have this type of healing? Like, was it worth?
1: Oh, absolutely. I would have paid anything to do this. I would have spent any amount of time to do this. And the fact that it took less than an hour was beyond crazy
0: to me. Oh, wow. I, I feel really emotional. I... I hadn't heard, this is new for me, um, hearing the rest of the story. I knew about when she like washed her hands in the, in the restroom and that that didn't give her a reaction, but I haven't heard all the rest of these stories and, um, or examples I should say, because it was a real life example. And it just really makes me a bit emotional thinking of moving forward, how this is going to change your life that it's going to release that fear and discomfort. So what is it? The question I have for the listeners is what is it that is your block? With Summer, it was something that she could see and know and feel in her body. But in your business, what is it that's keeping you from helping the people that need it? Like she said, she would love to help her friends that sold essential oils, but helping them was killing her. So that's the question I'm putting out to all of you is what is it that needs to be released and how can you release it? So going back to summer. So what do you want to tell people either about their environment or the newness of what you've experienced? Because I really see summer and I kind of in the same profession or career i release blocks holding them back and she helps people get their environment in order so as to release new energy flow into their environment so you could go whatever way you want with this cuz i really want people to have a nice environment as well
1: so i think quantum healing is so important the work that you do is invaluable and our work is so complementary Because like you said, I'm releasing the physical blocks that are in the way to change the environment in the space and to change the energy in the space. So one thing is getting rid of paper clutter, becoming digital, digitizing, scanning, stopping printing things when you can just save the file as a PDF, keep things digitally on your computer and put systems into place so you always know where all of those files are and you can access them easily. There's no need for tons of papers to be piling up on your desk or on the floor or anywhere else in your home. Those things, the energy in the room, get trapped in piles of paper like that.
0: Wow, just saying that makes me feel so good. So what Summer does when she leaves your home so she's the full package deal, meaning everything that she just said, she did in my home. The last time she was here, I had all of those videotapes. You know how we have the old cassette videotapes, the a track videotapes, and most of them, we don't even have the devices to play them on anymore. So what she did before she left, of course, is she looked up different uh, close-by video. Um, what would that be called when they...
1: Uh, digital scanning places.
0: Yes. And so they took all of my precious videos. And last Christmas, um, I had them put them on jump drives for my daughter and, you know, a couple of us, a couple of family members. So now we don't need, I don't know, it was like three bags of old video stuff. That was out of my closet. It's done. It's on one jump drive. And then I gave it to different family members that don't live in the house so that if something would ever happen, you know, you, you still have the videos. Um, that was the one thing that she did that was incredible. And the next assignment she gave me was to take all the shredded paper. So the shredded paper were like old taxes and things that had, Social security information, and she gave them to me to take up um, to UPS. She located the store that took the shredding. She calculated who was the highest and best, the cheapest. And guess how much, um, how many pounds of shredding I had summer? How many? 72 pounds and $65. And it was four or five bags. And the lady said, Wow, <laughs> you must have <laughs> got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And I said, I really did. And um, If, if indeed exactly what Summer was saying, if that holds energy, just think about how much more energy I brought into my home with 70, what did I say? 60, 72 pounds and $65 of shredded papers. I just think that that's amazing. The other thing that Summer did, which I thought was pretty cool, and I want to make sure that, you know, we really talk about environment since it was one of my top values. And I do believe that when you have an aligned business, you not only know your top values, but you're actually living them. The next thing that she did was any of the old bed linens she had in another pile. So I was able to take to pet pantry. And when I went there summer, the lady's like, Oh, I'm so excited. We have a surgery coming up. So all these blankets will be in good use, put into good use. So I also felt really good about being able to give, you know, to give back. So, um, and the last thing that sh- that I really enjoyed was I don't know how many bags of old electronic equipment I had and why I kept them is because I didn't know how to get rid of them responsibly. And she looked up Best Buy, which was really close to my home. And so six big like duffel bags and bags that I was getting rid of, she just put all of the um, items in there. And how do they clean them, Summer?
1: Best Buy will recycle them responsibly. So any Best Buy in the country, they'll take all of your electronics, whether it's old wires and cords that you don't even know what they go to, old cell phone chargers, phones, uh, televisions, old computers, you name it, whatever is electronic, they will take that and recycle it responsibly so it's not
0: just going into a landfill. Exactly, so I wouldn't have thought as that of as an option, so instead, I was stuck with the solution, and I just kept them in my house, taking really valuable space that I can now you know repurpose and reorganize, so
1: yeah, and they don't charge for that, and they'll take old batteries as well.
0: Ooh, batteries, I think I have a bag of those somewhere summer. The other thing I just thought was super cool is Summer, um, these little assignments that she gives you to, you know, the follow-up cleanup, she actually created notes and then I was able to check things off as we were able to take things out of the home and um, donate them and put them in the specific locations that she suggested. So I really have to say, I felt I really honored one of my values, environment, with this, um, with this process, you know, of being with summer and, um, I still have a lot more to go right summer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back to continue the garage.
0: We will be back to continue the garage. Um, in the meantime, my son had a little injury summer. Um, really messed up his knees. So he's gonna be going through some surgery. So we're gonna put a little bit of pause until he can get healed because he was also one of our helpers with the (laughs) 700 up and down the steps with multiple (laughs) bags of stuff. So we still have a ways to go and we will honor that um, moving forward. So anything, um, anything else that you want to say? One thing I didn't ask you is did you ever try to heal this before was there anything that you tried to get rid of this uh, oil no. challenge
1: no there wasn't i would try temporary things like putting on a mask and lighting matches and opening windows but i never tried to heal it i just tried to cover it up so that it would help me breathe a little in the moment hmm.
0: i just i really thought, what i find interesting is i mean i wouldn't have even thought of where to go like I wouldn't have even thought to offer this as a solution, except. I really like summer. I've known her a long time and she was really struggling that day. Like when I saw her all messed up in that room, my heart broke because I thought here she is helping me and it's hurting her body. And that kind of made my heart feel sad for that. And I was like, what if, what if this does work? And it did.
1: Yeah. I didn't even know a solution was possible.
0: Yeah, that's what's so cool about quantum healing. So Summer, are there any tips that you want to give people out there about how to declutter or keep things in order in their home? I'll let you put all the juicy words around that. Sure. So
1: I think figuring out what your goal is, is the first step. So whether that's having a clearer office space so you can maximize your business or whether you feel like you're stressed out when you get dressed in your closet and you can't find any of your clothes. And so it's really deciding what's your goal. Do you want to have more space? Do you want to downsize? Are you looking to move? Are you looking to stay in this home just to optimize it? And so what is your goal? And then what you'll want to do is take everything out. So take everything out of the closets, take everything off the bookshelves, everything out of the drawers, and go through all of your items to determine what adds value to your life and what isn't. And we only want to keep the things that we love and that are adding value to our life. And one thing you can do to maximize your space is, like we talked about before, really digitizing all of your stuff. So one thing we did in Candy's home was she had a lot of artwork that her children created 30 years ago. And there's really no need to keep buckets and bins and bags full of your child's artwork from kindergarten. So we could take photos of that and keep it digitally. There are also apps out there that parents can download if your kids are currently young. And you can put in the date they made it and take a picture of it. And even sometimes add a video of your kid explaining the artwork. So there are a lot of great apps there now that are accessible. So you don't end up 20, 30 years later with a basement full of your children's scribbles.
0: (laughs) Or 72 pounds of it. (laughs) Yeah. I love those suggestions. Anything else about our environments and how to um, enjoy them more?
1: Yeah, so I would say that every home should be organized custom for each individual. So you want to make sure that you're putting things that you use in that room. So if you brush your hair in the bathroom, you want to keep your hair brush in the bathroom. If you brush your hair in the bedroom, you want to keep it in the bedroom. So it's all about optimizing your space and making it most functional for you. So you want to put things where they make sense also so you know where to find them. If you're going to think to look in one place for something, that's probably where you want to keep it if that makes sense for your lifestyle. And everybody has a different lifestyle.
0: Ooh, that's really cool. I really like what you're saying. And that's true too. Like I know I always keep in the left bottom drawer, I keep the um the brushes, like if we get hair from the dogs. Mm -hmm. And every time if I move it from there, I'm I can never find it and I have to go buy it again. Do you (laughs) notice that um, when you're going through people's homes, you might find like 25 limb brushes because they didn't put them in. Absolutely. A certain-
1: I've had clients who have <laughs> repurchased the same clothing items because they couldn't find their jeans or their belt or that sweater that they loved so much. So now they have four of them and they didn't even know that they had four of them because they just thought it was lost completely. <laughs> I think I do that. <laughs> So one thing that's great about decluttering and organizing your home is you get to know every item that you have and you get to find it and know where it is. So it saves you so much money from not having to repurchase all of these things that you already own.
0: Well, the other thing I found really kind of cool, and this sounds really simple, but Summer found... Um, glue, you know, the type that for metal breaks or like if you break something plastic. And that's something that I always struggle with. Where is that glue? And she found it. And guess what, Summer? You can see this now. Hold on. I had this little guy and his foot was broken off <laughs> and I was also able to fix it. So I felt so empowered, like being able to have more control of the way I wanted to use my environment as well as like fixing things quickly. Like yeah. This would have been a big project for me in the past. It would have sat and it actually, embarrassingly enough, it sat there for probably a year and a half. And then eventually what I do is I end up losing the thing that I want to connect to to whatever i broken. So yeah, um, that that felt really good. You know? Yeah.
1: It's also with your office supplies. You had so much office supplies, but it was all over the house. So you had some in the garage and some upstairs, downstairs, in the bedroom, in the office, in the guest room, in the basement, in the kitchen, in the cabinets, and it wasn't in one place. So now we've put all of your tape in one spot so you always know where to find it. And we put all of your envelopes in one spot so you know where to go to find those things. And sometimes it makes sense to have a roll of tape in the kitchen and a roll of tape in the office and the rest of it in a closet. And so you can have some stuff in different rooms in the house to make it easily accessible for you. Like I'm sure you wanna have scissors in your laundry room and in your kitchen and in your bathroom and in your office. But it's also great to have your main supply closet where you know that that's your own personal staples store right there. You don't need to go shopping for any supplies for many, many years. You have a (laughs) ton of office supplies. And now what's great is you know where to find it.
0: But now I can't go do my purging shopping at stables. Like I love to go into staples. I think I'm very keen aesthetic. So the feel of paper and pens and markers really get me excited. <laughs> Summer, you could testify how many.
1: <laughs> so now what you can do to get that same excitement is just go into your own personal staples that's in your closet and you have your own staples so you can touch and fondle those markers all you want.
0: (laughs) Well, one of the ways I've fed my uh, kinesthetic creative side is by painting this wall. Like I, I never would have had this beautiful seven and a half by seven and a half foot whiteboard. And I can't even tell you how much joy, you know, it's bringing me. And I did make a purchase summer. I purchased something that's a big wooden box to put all like my markers and erasers. And all that stuff, and it sits right here at the right. floor of my wall, so that I, I really can like geek out with, um, you know, my creativity. With what podcast am I doing next? What program am I doing next? What revenue do what I, do I want to create? And honestly, I do think while I'm being a little silly about that, giving me that clarity of what's going to happen next, giving me the clarity of oh, where am I at with my podcast? Where am I at with my revenue? Who do I need to call today for my connector calls? And so it really has made me more efficient in my business, which that's what this whole thing is called is the intuitive business and how I process my business. And again, I honor my top five values, one being environment and um, in another episode, we'll talk about values and how you can access them from your unconscious mind. So yeah,
1: having a big whiteboard like that is really great, especially for people who are very visual. You can map out everything and see
0: it right in front of you. Oh, that's what it is, huh? Yeah. I just love it. And, um, the other thing I have to use is multiple colors. Like that's how I see is I have to, even when I'm like writing or taking client. Um, notes. I use one of these clicker pens you're probably mm-hmm. correct, and it's like red and black and, and green. And then I have another pen that has different colors, like light purple and light pink. And so as I'm taking notes, I can highlight those with different colors and then I go back so I can see them. Um, it helps I- you chunk information. Oh, is that what it's doing? Yes. Oh, thank God, because I, I need to chunk my information for sure. Excellent. Any other tidbits before we go that you can think of that'll really support people in their business? Because that's what this is about. It's how do we support a person in business? And how many people do you know that have offices in their homes? And like like today it's raining. I'm probably not going to go out today. There might be sometimes two or three days. I don't even leave my house. So that gets kind of important because it's the only environment I'm in.
1: I think it's really important to make your office space clear if it's your home office to make that space just for your home office. So not having your kids toys in that office, not having a bunch of kitchen stuff in that office, keep that space just for your business.
0: Mm, That's really good advice. What do you think that that does to the mind when that space is organized and clear?
1: It allows you to really focus on your business and be very productive. If you have a clothing closet full of all of your stuff in your office, or if you've got a tea kettle and random pots and pans or dishes all in your office when they should really be in the kitchen or another place, then your mind gets distracted and you start thinking about, okay, this, uh, these dishes that I need to clean or this dinner party that I'm throwing or getting dressed. And that's not what you should be focused on when you're sitting in your office, ready to focus on your business.
0: (laughs) Speaking of dinner party before you go, how was your Friday dinner party with salmon? And
1: it was very fun. We had a great time.
0: So she was planning this beautiful dinner party while we were purging all this stuff. And, uh, she was planning this really sounded yummy meal. It was, mm-hmm. did you guys play games?
1: We did. We played a lot of games.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So anything else for the good of the order? Um,
1: uh, is there anything specific you would like tips on for your users for your listeners?
0: I actually, I I do. So how do you think intuition and environment are are, are connected and how would that support them possibly freeing them up to have more intuitive type of like opening their space? Yeah, that's a
1: really great question, Candy. So I actually ask people often when I'm unpacking their home, especially in a new home or if we're reorganizing, home completely I'll ask them where would you intuitively think to look for this item so where would you think to look for your umbrellas because that's the place that we're gonna put the umbrellas so that way in the future when I'm not here you will easily be able to find the umbrellas or where would you intuitively think to put this blender Let's put it there. Where would you intuitively think to put your spatula? Let's put that thing there. And sometimes people don't know where to put things. And it also works for digital organization. So I always tell people to scan all their documents and to label their files and create folders and subfolders. And so everybody's going to have a different name for their file. So I don't want to name anything for you. I want to know what is your name going to be for that file. So some people can name the same file in many different ways. You could name it finance sheet. You could name it budget sheet. You could name it money document. You could name it income statement. And there are so many words around that that could all mean the same thing. And you could give that same label to that same document but you're only going to find it if it's intuitively what you would call it. So I want to know, what would you call this document? Let's name it that. That way when you're searching for it later, that name's going to stand out to you if you're going through your folders and your subfolders and looking for that document. Or if you have a Mac, it's really easy to search for it. You just hit Command Space, and you can type in that name,
0: and that document will pop right up. Wow. That's really useful. I also wanted to share with them, and I think it's a technique that you use, and I think it's probably a secret. So one of the things I notice about myself is I get really emotionally attached to things. Like I still have my daughter's um, diaper pin. She's 33. I also have the little bells off of her shoes. She's 33. <laughs> so <laughs> I notice, um, summer will hold something up and I'll be like, Oh, that was my mom's or that was my dad's or that was Carly's when she was a baby. So I do notice that I want to tell them what I notice, And then um sure. if you, you want to let us in on the secret. So sometimes I'll get resistant. Did, do you remember times I was yes. resistant? Yeah. So I get really resistant about something. And I know that summer's probably thinking, Oh my goodness, you know, like you have, 65 pounds of paper of children's, you know, drawings. So what I, what I noticed with Summer is she'll put resistant things aside, and then she gets you in the purge mode. And then she'll pull in those things when you're in the purge mode. And it's just, I think she gets an easier yes. But I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the psychology of purging and how you handle people like me that has baby pins from 30, diaper Mm pins from a 33-year-old daughter. (laughs) Sorry, Carly.
1: (laughs) It's oftentimes about asking the right questions and knowing the questions to ask. So sometimes you want to ask yourself, is this thing really adding value to my life? Do I ever look at it? Do I get fond memories from it? Could I get those same memories from a picture of it? Can I keep this digitally? is there somewhere else I can put this? How many of these items do I need to keep? And so there are a lot of questions you can ask yourself to determine, do I really need to keep this thing or not?
0: So I think I must've had, and I'm probably not kidding. Do you think I had at least 10 boxes of envelopes? Oh, more. (laughs) I probably could have had 75 weddings and 75 parties and still not have used all these envelopes. So that's what Summer did ask me is like, how many of these can you use? How and long I, will
1: it take you to go through all of this? And then does it make sense to hold on to it?
0: And the answer, I mean, I'm laughing because I really like paper products. But when she asked me that question, it's like, how, how many years are you going to (laughs) live? And I would have had to live the full parameter of a hundred plus years, honestly, to use my envelopes. And then it made it seem silly. And so then I was able to release my envelope addiction.
1: (laughs) And there are some things that it makes sense to purchase in bulk and to keep stored and to keep excess things of if you're going to use them. And so maybe it may not make sense if you live in a studio apartment in Manhattan, but if you have a large house in Pennsylvania and you have a basement and a garage and you have space for some of these things, so it makes sense to shop at Costco or other bulk stores where you can get a discount. But that means maybe buying 12 sponges, not 800 sponges, because you're going to use the sponges. And so I'm not saying get rid of anything you bought in bulk or get rid of anything you have excess of. Just make sure that it's going to make sense for your life and you're eventually going to use these items. So don't get rid of things that you think you'll use eventually, but do get rid of those things that you probably won't be using.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's, that's true. And my challenge was I bought the 12 sponges that turned into eight, 800 sponges. Cause I couldn't find where the 12 sponges were. <laughs> yes. So that, that does make a lot of sense. Oh, and you know, the other thing I have to say about this whole process with declutter is I honestly believe it's essential to have somebody to hold your space because I don't know how many rabbit holes I would have went down. And I know that like, remember there were two albums that Summer found in the basement and what they were, were photo albums that are very, very old and I've been looking for them and I went, Oh, oh, those are the albums I've been looking for. And some are very politely like put them away from me (laughs) because I would have went down the rabbit hole of looking at all these pictures and she's very efficient with her time. And she shows you how to be efficient with the purging cycle. And so, yes, guess what? I can look at those now because I'm not in the middle of the whole declutter and now I know where they're at. So I really, I really think she, well, in particular, some are really, um, hold space really well. And the other thing is I've had other people in my home, she listened to what my needs were. Like if I said, Oh, don't put something there because my dogs have the ability to open the cabinets and they're going to eat the chocolate icing. She, she got it. You know, she didn't debate the issue. She's like, Oh yeah, then that won't be a good place to put the icing. You know, So I really liked the space she held for me and the direction She took me, so I really highly encourage you, if you really are serious about cleaning out your environment, please hire somebody. And I highly recommend Summer Rose because she really held my space twice now and we got a lot done. Like we got into areas I seriously did not think that we would get into like Phoenix's closet. That's what she was so proud of. I don't know when the last time that closet went, was gone through, but everything's really neat and organized. And then guess what happened? He had to come home from college because he hurt his knee and he was able to get into that bedroom and to be able to function. And his bedroom was so bad before he couldn't have, with crutches and the injury. He couldn't have done that. So it really meant a lot to our family to have a nice space. And now it's a nice space for him to be able to heal when he gets a surgery in March. So thank you, Summer, for providing that for us. It was my pleasure. Oh, wow. This is awesome. I really appreciate your time and sharing this with people. And just one more time, how can people get a hold of you so that they can free up their environment, and release their environmental blocks that are holding them back.
1: They can email me at summer at starorganizers.com or check out my website at starorganizers.com or uh, they can find me on social media, Star Organizers everywhere.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. The next episode that I'm going to talk about is I'm actually going to tell, since we mentioned my son, his name's Phoenix, I'm actually going to talk about um, a quantum healing that I actually had where I healed from cancer. And I'm going to break that apart in the next episode and tell you how I was healed. I really wanted to give you an example of somebody that was healed in the quantum energy field before I moved into that next phase of the podcast. So I'm excited for when we connect again and thank you for connecting with us today and being here. Thank you. Have a great day.